Whites are being eradicated systematically and cold-bloodedly the world over. Not just the race, but the culture. This is the same culture that is responsible for our civilization. Unfortunately, despite the racism against Caucasians, or what is referred to as cacophobia, the bigger problem is the very system whites developed. It is easy to blame the world for what is happening, indeed, it is too easy. But let's look at just two of the institutions whites caused to come into being. Democracy is an idea developed in Athens and adopted throughout the West. The rest of the planet has been resistant to our democratic ideals. Most Caucasians do not quite understand why. But there are at least two good reasons to avoid democracy. The one we all know and is referred to as the tyranny of the majority. If there is a cohesive majority group, they will vote as a bloc and create a virtual dictatorship. Stable majorities can be achieved by restrictive voting measures but also by political and religious diversity. When one constituency is more committed than those of other groups, they will control the political process to a greater degree. A related problem is that demagogues can create artificial majorities by means of terrorism, bribery, lies or other nefarious tactics. Once a leader attains power, he has the power to impact the process even more and if willing, to overthrow democracy. Another white innovation is our currency system. All cultures have currencies, but the West developed a way to create ample amounts of money, even to the extent that inflation results. Most people are ignorant of the issues associated with gold as a medium of exchange. The same problem accompanies the use of any scarce resource as a means of exchange. If Jack must obtain gold to purchase land and build a factory, his investment hinges on the cost of gold and this depends primarily on the availability of gold. Those who hoard gold may do well when gold is used as a currency or to back up the monetary system, but the use of species as currency imposes a lot of restraint on those who would invest in productive enterprises. The cost and availability of gold will be impacted by inflation and conditions in other markets. If the holder of gold reserves sees better opportunities elsewhere, a local economy may have trouble finding sufficient reserves to back currencies tied to gold or to mint coins. Western governments took to printing paper currencies and permitting banks to issue loans tied to bank accounts because of the problems of scarcity created by a gold-backed monetary system. This new method of funding development is liability funding. The West creates debt out of thin air. The holder of the debt must then work to pay off the debt, but the prospect is impossible. The bank account represents a debt to the bank but more broadly, the debt represents an obligation to the holder of the currency. Therefore, if Jack borrows a million dollars, he has a debt with the bank of one million dollars. This is the liability attached to Jack's account. But Jack can take these liabilities and trade them for goods and services. Those who accept the debt are now the owners of a liability. The dollars, though held by Tom still represent a debt owed a bank. The debt is transferred onto an asset. If a person has a lot of debt or liabilities this is technically an asset or part of the assets of a person. The point is these are dangerous ideas in the wrong hands, but anything can be made to work if used by people with good intentions. 
Even the party system is a good way to do politics if the parties are manned by persons of goodwill. But this variable is no longer applicable, there are no people with good intentions in politics anymore or too few to matter. There are no people with good will administrating Western currencies. We live in evil times. The issue of white genocide in the conventional sense of the term will be angrily dismissed by the left. In the conventional understanding of the phrase, it would mean there is an intent to racially and culturally annihilate all persons with a substantial proportion of Caucasian DNA. We do not deny this conventional interpretation, not because there is not a better way of understanding what is taking place, but because the enemy does not hate us specifically for our race and culture. There is more going on here. This hate is easily discounted or denied because it makes no sense. We give no one a reason to hate us and many, many reasons to admire and appreciate us. But what we do, good or bad, is irrelevant to their attitude. There is something much deeper going on that is causing this animosity. Unfortunately, because the issue is ontological and epistemological most whites do not understand what is happening to them. They take the war against them personally. This war is not about race or culture, it is about good and evil. Whites were brought up in a culture that pays lip service to the Bible, and it is enough to raise the ire of all those under the sway of the devil. This superficial and often erroneous utilization of scripture was enough to give whites a decided advantage over pagans. The first thing we need to understand is that it is not DNA or history that gave whites our advantage, it was our limited adherence to scripture. God made us the heirs to his blessing and while centered on England, his truth came to permeate the West, far more than it did elsewhere. But it is a matter of degree, but for all of that, the degree of difference is enough to make the West a target of the world's ire. The Bible speaks of the world hating us because it hates Jesus. We usually look at this verse as applying to the individual Christian, but this interpretation is misplaced and a misapplication. Jesus works through his church. People are blessed, but as elements of his church. The hatred of the world is directed at the church, but the church is best represented by the people and culture or the West. But for this to make sense we need to understand the church as a people and way of life, not a building or denomination. It is Christianity that is the real target of the pagan world. But this becomes problematical because Christianity is not white, Western, and certainly not British. The British West has become equated with Christianity but what precisely defines the church? Before responding to this question, it is good to remember that the Christianity of the West is only notable because of the degree of paganism elsewhere. The West butchered and plagiarized and corrupted the truth. God has not blessed us because of our faith, but because of the apostasy and atheism that exists elsewhere. Christians are in a war of good and evil. The fight is against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the highest places. Naturally Christians will link this war to the war against evil, but do we have a clear, let alone objective, understanding of evil? It certainly appears as if the Bible is referring to governments when speaking of principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the highest places. Our fight is against all those who gain an advantage through deceit. 
We fight freeloaders because they consume without recompensing the good. The hate of the East is not because of what we do, but because of what we resist them getting. We stand between the East and the civilization of the West. The West has built up civilization and freeloaders seek jizya, which is a per capita yearly taxation historically levied in the form of financial charge on dimas, that is, permanent non-Muslim subjects. However, other groups impose other levies according to the doctrine of human rights. Human rights is unearned income claimed from Christians. But Christians and pagans are not related. We are two quite distinct races. Christians are not obligated to any pagan regardless of other factors or incidentals. The bottom line is that weak church leaders created a vacuum which weak secular leaders exploit. Liberal Christians forgot about the church, forgot about the Bible and adopted a compassion that gave every concession without a single demand. In other words, the church leaders sold out for social media likes and better attended services. But in the process faith was watered down. In response to this liberalized faith Christians have become Laodiceans. There is a lot of hate directed against extremists, but what is the alternative? If you are certain 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 are you an extremist? What does a non-extremist look like? If you hold no convictions and refuse to defend any position, is this not extreme non-alignment or an extreme case of nihilism? Whites naturally attach the hate and vitriol to their race and this makes it difficult to counter it. The devil will never attack God or truth directly. He questions whether a lie is true or not. Then he attacks your defense. The claim whites are racists is not about if whites hate other races but whites automatically try and defend their actions. This is insane because if you are doing a process right and someone claims you are evil because you are doing it differently than everyone else, you ought be tricked into defending the difference. Whites are different, on the whole, from other races. But it is not due to DNA or hate. We adhere to the truths of the Bible to a greater degree and because of this we have better results. The answer to white genocide is not to be more like the world. Even if we protect our genes the thing that made us and our culture great will be lost.